When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. And I'm here tonight with my mom, Larissa Vinge, or as she's known in some circles, Mama Vinge. Greetings, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she ha- she's had many names over the years from my friends, but Mama Vinge is the favorite. Um, so I was going to record this with Whitney on the 4th of July, and we didn't get to do that. But you and I got to do our annual 4th of July thing, which... Um, I was telling somebody about it, and I think they thought it was pretty cool. It's kind of unusual, like our tradition. Well, we were looking for a new tradition a few years ago, and we decided, 4th of July, we need to watch a 4th of July movie, and what could be better than Jaws? (laughs) Absolutely. Like, it is, Jaws is the only 4th of July movie that I care about. Like, it's perfect. It's a perfect film. Like I was, I will go on a diatribe telling people how perfect it is. And if they don't stop me, like it won't end because then I'll start like quoting Robert Shaw's monologue that, okay, here we go. So Robert Shaw's monologue about the Indianapolis, he was so drunk that he was blacked out during the filming of that. And he got that the first take in one take, they did not cut the camera away from him. Like it's not until they all start interacting again, I'm pretty sure but I think I saw that on some like history of horror, maybe that Eli Roth thing that I talk about all the time. I don't know. But Jaws is fantastic, and anyone who wants to like tell me it's not can fight me. Cause... So share with your listeners your favorite line from the movie. My favorite line from the movie. Um, okay, so it's not what you think, because everybody always thinks of... Your... My favorite is, you're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's a good line. It's a great scene. When Roy Scheider... Scheider, not with an R. Okay. Roy Scheider, when he sees the shark for the first time, like up close, his reaction is perfect. Oh, it is. It's so great. But my favorite line in the whole entire movie is um, Chief Brody and his wife are on the beach and this guy comes up to him, this older man, and he starts uh, saying something to him like, we know you don't like to go in the water, Chief, like giving him like a hard time about his fear of the ocean. And Brody's like, the guy's got on a swim cap and he goes, that's some bad hat, Harry. And that is like one of my favorite lines of all time from any movie. Like I love that line. I'm obsessed with Jaws. And my favorite character of the whole thing is Quint, like Robert Shaw. He is, he makes it for me, but also Richard Dreyfus. He's pretty great. He is great. Like I had forgotten the scene where he's like, so how do you have the money for all this? And he's like, I'm rich. Like, it's just so great. And Peter Benchley gets to make a cameo, which is the author that wrote it, which is like every author's dream. And he, if you've ever watched it, he's in the scene where 
he's playing a newscaster and they're doing like a shot or a live broadcast and he just says one line, I think, and He's then they talking about the shark attack. Exactly, yeah, and then they cut away from him and go on to other stuff. But yeah, so on the Fourth of July every year, we always watch Jaws because it's just the perfect summer movie. It's the perfect Fourth of July movie, and it's just it's amazing. So yeah, but that's what we did. And uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about a place that most people who grew up in the metro area and especially in the South OKC, more North Norman area are familiar with, which is Moore High School, which is your alma mater and my alma mater. This is true. Different buildings, but same high school. Different year. Same, yeah, different <laughs> year. Same uh, mascot. <laughs> Lions, go Lions. Yeah. Um, so old Moore High School is reportedly haunted. And what's scarier than a regular high school? A haunted high school. Exactly, yeah. It's high school is scary enough, like, without ghosts, I think. But with ghosts, it's, like, extra spicy. So, yeah. Um, but before we get started, I want to say that Morgan, who is with the Oklahoma City podcast Chronic Encounters, and myself hung out and went to a cemetery this past week. And um, we did some rando nodding also, which I'll talk about in a second, because I thought that was really, really cool. Um, the point of me bringing this up, though, is that Morgan showed me a ghost radio app that she actually trusts and it's one that's recommended by Tanya McCoy who wrote the book that the source material is coming from on this episode and the last episode along with Jeff Provine but anyway she showed me this app and I have to say that after we use them I my incredibly rigid skepticism about them has shifted slightly so do you know what those are I don't know what random nodding is. Oh, okay. So, I mean, um, you're... so let me finish about the app real quick. So this okay. app seemed way more legit than like the ones that I've seen in the past. And when we got to the cemetery, we basically, basically got it out, put it on both of our phones and started messing with it. The app seemed to say things that went together from both of our devices, which I thought was kind of cool, which was not happening when I saw it in practice the last time. Um, so give me an example of what they do. What, basically it, it like generates words. I don't know exactly how it works. There's some, it's something about like frequencies or number. I don't know. It's numbers. It's like science and something. It's supposed I don't know. to be reading the atmosphere. Yeah. And getting are, numbers or? that equate to words or something okay. like that. So, and we had a bunch of words that kind of went together and made some sense, which I wasn't expecting. So that was kind of an interesting experience. So I am much more open to that now. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a good ghost radio app, go search Ghost Detector, and it's got a light bluish slash, slash turquoise background with a black handprint on it as the icon. Um, that's what it looks on looks like on iOS at least. I'm not sure about Android, but it's probably the same. I think most apps are. Um, but somebody with an Android can find out and let us know. Post in the group if you download it. Um, but random nodding. Okay, so like that was something else we did with an app, and basically like you're supposed to set your intention, like think of a word. And like one of ours was cats. We thought about cats. And then this random thing generates a map for you to follow. And it took us to this neighborhood that actually belonged to a friend of hers that has a bunch of cats. And so it's really like it's kind of it's supposed to be like this glitch in the matrix thing. Like kind of it was fun. It was very fun. We drove around and it doesn't take you That's super far. Yeah. Really it was a fun way to spend a night. Yeah. Like it was very fun. So all of that being said, let's get right into it. Haunted High School, more Haunted High School. So our sources, like I said, uh, as with the last episode, the most of what I'm going to be talking about tonight is drawn directly from Jeff Provine's book that he wrote with Tanya McCoy called Haunted Oklahoma City. 
Um, if you listen to the last episode of the show about the Suter Corral, I don't know if you've listened to it yet. Have you? I have not. You okay. Uh, you got to hear me talk about how nervous I was when I first met Jeff. Cause I was like, oh my God, he's like a paranormal real for real person. Like I'm just pretending like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but anyway, I like, he was so gracious and he didn't make me feel like an idiot. He's, he's a good, good guy. And he has a new book coming out soon. Plus a couple of episodes scheduled to record with me actually this week, um, where he's going to share a lot more with you guys about his upcoming book, Haunted Oklahoma, that comes out this month. Um, the other sources are basically just me and my mom because you attended the school. I know, I know I'll, I'll spoil it right now. You don't have any ghost stories. I hate to tell you guys this. I do not have any ghost stories. The things that scared me most were probably the principal and some of the teachers. Yeah. I can imagine. Like, did they still like hit people with rulers back then? Was that like a, uh, people that you didn't want to get sent to the principal's office. They got licks. Yeah. You got spanked. I didn't. No, no, I mean, but people did. I never She's did She's so anything. indignant. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Bull. But anyway, I so. I was pretty scared the time that we had ditched class, and I wasn't sure how in the world we were going to get back in. That was pretty scary, but there that were no scary. ghosts involved. There were no ghosts involved, <laughs> just scary real-life people that worked at the school. I, I do want to throw in a, a tiny bit about Jeff. I read his book, Haunted Norman, and it was really good. It is really, all of his stuff is really good, you guys. So go check it out. If you have Kindle Unlimited, I think they're all on Kindle Unlimited too. And they're super cheap on Kindle anyway. So go buy them, support him. Anyway. Um, so yeah, um, I like, we had that event there and I'll talk a little bit about that at the end. It wasn't anything like dram- dramatic, but I, Whitney and I had kind of a spooky exper- experience that night when we were there. Which could have just been like suggestive by the fact that we were there and we were there for the podcast, which is spooky, and we'd picked the location because it was haunted. Like, and people were talking that night. If you mm. went out into the hallway and you were visiting really? with anybody, yes. What oh, were they yeah, saying? Yeah, I had people. I had people asking, "Have you seen the woman? Have you seen the woman?" You know, and oh, that's crazy. Oh yeah, my gosh, I had no yeah. idea. Um, that night was so cool. Like that was. It was. It was so fun. So much fun. It was fun. a fun thing. I'm planning on doing some more stuff like that now that um, everything's kind of in this weird in-between back to normal and not phase. So I'm thinking about doing a book signing like I promised I would last year and it didn't get to happen. Um, but I'm thinking just like at a bar or something and come and go and I'm just going to hang out with my friends and you can come and if you bought a book, get it signed or what, or just come hang out with us and talk about spooky stuff or drink beer or whatever. I think we're going to do something like that. So, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'll get to my experience. It's nothing super spooky, but, um, yeah, I had an experience, I guess nothing crazy, but, um, so background of more high school. One of the reasons that I chose my mom for this episode is because she actually attended that building of the high school. Like, uh, when Whitney wasn't available to do it, I was like, Oh my gosh, I should have asked you to begin with because you actually went to school in the old Moore High School building. And if you don't know, um, the new Moore High School, which is what I went to, is like on Eastern. And the old Moore High School is on Broadway. And it started out as it was the entire school. I mean. Yes. It was K through 12. Grades. Yeah. It, or not kindergarten. K, first yeah. through 12. Yeah. And then, um, and Central Junior High is directly behind it. So the gym. So if you know. Where that is. As well as the elementary school. That's right. It is. Yeah. yeah. So. So what happened is 
they had grades one through three in what is the elementary school. Okay. And they had grades four through six in the old high school building. That's where I, that's okay. where I attended. And, I and was, did they have a building over on Eastern for the other grades or? Um, or was there another building actually, right there? Actually, there was, you know, where the, um, where the elementary school is, mm -hmm. the junior high was right behind it, and the high school was right behind that. Oh, okay. Okay. And then, and then uh, right before I graduated, we were not the first graduating class out of the new high school, new mm -hmm. being the one on Eastern, but mm -hmm. I guess I went to the new high school my junior and senior year. Okay. So. Wow. We probably walked around some of the same hallways. Probably did. Probably, yeah. But uh, anyway... Um, According to the book, the original Moore High School burned down in 1927, like the original, original. Um, and apparently when they rebuilt the high school, they used the original brick as they rebuilt. They even integrated some of the salvageable walls from the building that burned to the ground into the one that's standing now. That's the old Moore High School. And I found this little nugget interesting because I think Moore has been at the forefront of like that spirit of rebuilding for a really long time, which I don't know, like if maybe it's, it's not that we won't learn, it's that we can't, or it's not that we can't, it's that we won't. But, um, it's kind of like when dad said that he always joked that after the second tornado, he couldn't get you to be rebuild there again. <laughs> You're like, no, nope, we're leaving. <laughs> um, and, and one thing too, that I thought about the fact that they rebuilt with some of the walls and some yeah. of the bricks, I thought, Oh, I mean, that was just looking for a haunted story to go with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and um, so all of that ties into, like, the rebuilding and stuff. If you're not from here, we have lots of tornadoes. Moore is always hit, just about always hit by a tornado whenever, like, a big one comes through. And there have been several over the years that were devastating. And 99, 2003, I think there was one in 2008, maybe. There was one in 2013 that's, like, the one that people think of now as the big one. Um, but yeah, so lots, lots of stuff. And that, that 2013 tornado, I, Priscilla and I were at the beach and you were in Texas also with my aunt and that, I mean, in one way it was like, okay, we're safe, but also it was even terrifying to not be there when it was happening just because we didn't know where our people were and like the phones home? were not working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we didn't know like where anybody was. Um, Priscilla had her niece was at like central junior high, I think. And so her sister was having to go get her real quick. And it, Johnetta has a scary story about that day. And I think she's told it on the podcast, but yeah. And, but the often forgotten storm that was my favorite was the tiger NATO. Um, yes, I, I remember that. I, I do remember that very well. So that was when one went through and there were some homes damaged in Tuttle. And there was also like a safari park that got damaged. And I don't know if a tiger was actually out, but they thought for a while there was one out and it was dark. There were people out there looking for their stuff and there's supposedly this tiger roaming around. It was crazy. It was just not only crazy, but that's just. That's just too much stress. Too much of some. Oh yes. It's like yeah. oh your your house was just destroyed destroyed by the tornado. Well, watch don't, out! Don't forget to look over your shoulder and see if the tiger is anywhere near. <laughs> yeah, you. exactly. Oh, oh my gosh, that's just um, wrong. Just and wrong. that was the storm that washed someone's SUV into the woods at Indian Hills Road and Eastern. That I remember that. 
that was there was so much blood. That was what made them change a lot of the water runoff out really? here. Yeah, it was after that that yeah. storm. Um, so back to the topic at hand, more high school. Um, for anyone like like I said, there are some. I know there are some fans of the podcast that are not from Oklahoma. So uh, if you are new to Oklahoma, or you're from outside Oklahoma, and you listen, more is a suburb just south of Oklahoma City, so it's central Oklahoma. Um, and it's where my great grandparents had a farm for a really long time. And my whole family has basically lived here for a really long time. Wouldn't you say all that side yes. like from that great grandparents? Yeah. Um, anyway, the high school was rebuilt and it quote would be in use by students and faculty for the next 30 years until Moore's surging population from former Oklahoma Cityans seeking life in the suburbs required a bigger facility quoted from haunted Oklahoma. And was that like when you guys moved to Moore? Well. Because you guys lived in Oklahoma City, right? Before I was born. Oh, oh. Uh, we moved in 77. Okay, Moore. so this is probably a little bit after. Yeah, yeah this would yeah. be way after. But um, anyway, according to the book... Um, Oh, let me back up just a minute. Okay, so in the book, they talk about some of the quote-unquote hijinks that the students got into around this time, one of which was sitting on ice blocks delivered for refrigeration and seeing who could sit there the longest. So, like, kids giving themselves burns from ice, I guess. And But my the really juicy story is one that means a lot to our family. So, according to the book, quote, the most famous incident happened on Halloween night, 1943, when a set of prankster students, still unknown to this day, brought a milk cow up to the second floor. Class of 56 graduate Wes Rigsby explained to the Oklahoman that a dairy cow will go upstairs, but it won't come down. They're nosy and they'll slobber on everything. While the prank lives on in more legend, it was not well accepted by many at the time. The next year, the janitor was waiting outside the door, allegedly carrying a shotgun. And well, he should, because it wasn't slobber that you had to be worried yeah, about. Yeah, and that is it true. It was a mess. And that's true that they won't go downstairs, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, um, one of the people involved with, in this was a relative of ours and it's a story that gets passed down in our family. So like, I feel super excited that this is actually in a book somewhere, I you know, know? I know, that's it's, so cool. It's that's so just, cool. it's so cool. Um, the building eventually became the old school, more event and business center, which is what I was referring to in the intro about the place where we did that event. It's gorgeous. Um, you, you can rent it for pretty much anything you want, like weddings, baby showers, business networking events, which was kind of what we did. Um, but they have pictures on their website. It is absolutely gorgeous. Like there's a stage that is an old timey stage with this lights that look like it's from the past, you know, and you can have like your event in there and the auditorium. It's just like so pretty and you can rent office space there. Um, but yeah, so this is the part that everybody's been waiting to hear. So the haunting of Moore High School. Uh, the lady upstairs. So apparently, according to Haunted Oklahoma City, a lot of the haunting stories and ghost encounters happened during the time the place was a vacant building, which makes sense. Like, I feel like vacant buildings, especially ones that were once something as busy as a high school or as well known as, as a high school like, are probably going to get, breed those type of stories, I would think. Like, not that I'm dismissing it or anything, but I think um, that happens, you know, like, sure. the vacant abandoned buildings. Um, but the most famous is the clicking of high heels heard throughout the building. To quote the book, the Moore Monthly interviewed Eleanor Fuller of the Alumni Association, 
who recalled coming to the vacant building. As she and her mother walked in, upstairs there was a groan of a chair being scooted back on the wooden floors and then the familiar tick-tick of someone walking in heels even though no one was there. That, like, I just, for some reason, imagined, like, what that would be like in this house, like, to hear heels coming down, like, and know that nobody's wearing heels and nobody's there. Like, that's spooky. Um, And apparently other people experienced the high-heeled ghost as well. So ladies from the Alumni Association also heard these distinct footsteps, and then the footsteps started to spread. Like, they weren't just coming from that one hallway. They were going down the hallway. They were on the stairs. They were downstairs getting ready to come all over the building, I guess. Um, so, yeah. And some say the ghost is a former teacher, which when I was reading this and it said others say a secretary, I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it would be a former teacher. But then Eleanor Fuller pointed out that um, where the footsteps would originate from was actually the superintendent's, like, office, which is where his secretary was. Mm-hmm. And it's highly likely she would wear heels at that time. And, like, I I feel like that could be, could be it, you know? Like, I think you're right. This one, I kind of like this one. So there's a ghostly janitor. Um, so Eleanor Fuller also heard the swishing of a broom that followed down the hallway and across the rooms. She also said she could smell the sawdust used by janitors to collect messes as they swept. A light at the south end of the building would frequently turn itself on. Um, so maintenance workers were sent to check it out and it was in perfect working order, but they seemed to notice that there were things moving on their own and there was no one in the hallway, but they could still hear like a locker open and swing out, swing closed, close itself, like the clicking of the latch. Um, and it would, as well as like, it would slam the door. Like, so that like freaked me out. Yeah, that'd pretty be, good. That'd be pretty unnerving. That'd be pretty, pretty unnerving. Yeah. Um, and this one, this one is super creepy. Um, this is the creepiest one to me, probably. Um, even though the next one is what in the book they say is the most terrifying one. But so, okay. Apparently, there's a doll that is left in one of the lockers. Like it just, that's where it lives and it stays there and like you're not supposed to mess with it. Because apparently if the doll is taken out and moved anywhere else, even into another room or part of the building, it will show back up in its original spot inside the original locker. That would freak me out. If I, okay. So like if I worked there and I saw that happen, like I, I don't know what I would do. Like if I was the person taking care of the building during this time, like when Eleanor Fuller was being a caretaker and stuff and it probably wasn't in major use at that time that they were like renovating it and everything I don't I don't that would freak me out like that would that's that's creepy um and there's more stuff like the lockers seem to be a hot spot of activity um which I think is interesting because to me lockers I would associate more with students like you know whatever and um So there's more stuff about the lockers in the basement. Um, Apparently, if you go down there, open all the lockers and stand back, they will close on their own, which is terrifying. If I was standing there watching them and they were closing (laughs) on their own right in front of my eyes, 
Yeah, I'd be back to the door. I'd be like that cat I saw today on TikTok that met another cat for the first time and it pooped itself. Like that would be me. Like I would that would that would be me meeting a ghost for the first I'd time. I hurt myself getting out of the yeah, building. You would. Oh my gosh. It reminds me of that time that you got stung by the uh hornets. <laughs> They were bumblebees. They were okay. They were bumblebees, and they lived underground. They were mean, like. But yeah, I saw. I think that's the fastest I've ever seen move, and I thought something was wrong, which it was. But anyway, um, so this, like, this story about the walkers. This reminds me. Do you remember when I used to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, of course. Okay, so there was this one episode about a haunted high school pool. Do you remember that episode? It's vaguely familiar. That monster from that episode, I think it was like the ghost of a girl who drowned in the pool or something, is like burned into the back of my retinas because it freaked me out so bad. And like, isn't there a swimming pool at Moore High School? Like in the new one? I don't know. I don't know either. I thought there was... I don't know. Maybe it was just when I was little, I would think about it and I would think, oh my gosh, well, there was probably somebody that drowned at the high school, like, you know, but it, it, it stuck with me, that and goosebumps and all that good stuff. But, um, ah, good stuff. So one of the things that was kind of cool whenever we were checking out the building before we actually had the event there was looking around at like all the different like fixtures and stuff and doors and uh, up on the stage is actually like a stairway to the basement. And I can't remember if it's, if it's still, uh, like functional. Like, I don't know if you can actually still use it or anything, but it did go to the basement. Um, and there are stories about tunnels running around down there from two other buildings. Like there are a bunch of stories about lots of tunnels, but the alumni have only confirmed one tunnel exists. So, I think it's what I was telling you that it goes from like the Central Junior High gym maybe mm-hmm. up to more high school or something like that. Because that would make sense. Like kind of. I mean tunnels are a little bit creepy. I don't know. Are they creepy? Depends on how well maintained they are. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty creepy. But this one, this is this and the doll are probably my two favorite freaky moments in this whole thing. Um, another story about the basement is that at one time, a group of friends were chilling out down there. They were just hanging out, playing with a basketball. And you know how like gym showers usually have like a privacy wall where it's a wall Mm -hmm. that goes up like probably six feet, but no higher. And then there's like space between the ceiling and the privacy wall. So it has one of those. And there are lockers on like the right side, the privacy wall on the left side and the showers behind that. And these people were playing with a basketball and they were goofing off and, you know, talking about whatever. And they decided we're going to throw it over into the showers. And then something or someone threw it back and no one was around there. And they checked and they got out of there as quick as they could. Like that to me, that one's, that's pretty freaky to me. And like the whole thing about, uh, more high school being haunted. It reminds me of that movie, the gallows, which like, I know you didn't see, but it's about this high school auditorium that's haunted because, there's something about someone killed during a play or something like that. And it's an urban legend that the ghost of that person will come back or seek vengeance or something. And it was, I mean, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good, scary movie. Like I always thought that the auditorium was a little on the, you know, I don't want to say totally creepy, but it was just, it's a little, it was a little, 
you know, it made me a little uneasy. And yeah. when every time we'd be there for an event, mm -hmm. it would be, it wasn't, you know, the lights were out mm -hmm. over the audience. Right, yeah. You know, so it was just kind of, you could certainly see that there might be some activity. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty, like, I could, uh, you go in there and you can definitely tell that it's an older building. It just has that energy of, like, an, a historical building. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's, it's, I think historical buildings are sometimes haunted. But, yeah, so this is the one that Jeff and Tanya said is the most terrifying. And it, I can see why it might be, um, but I think the lockers and the doll and all that and the shower room, that's really freaky to me. But there's apparently an apparition on the stairs, what you were talking about earlier, the people asking, yes, have you seen a girl, are. have you seen a girl mm -hmm. or the woman? Um so according to the book, this is one of the most terrifying you, things you might experience there. And it goes that if you stand on the stairs, quote, you will see a white mist begin to form. Those who are brave enough to stay on will see the image of a little girl wearing a long white dress and holding a doll appear floating above the stairs. Others say rather than appearing slowly, she just she sits just right around the corner as if waiting for them before disappearing into the light. That's kind of, I, I don't like that phrasing, waiting for them. <laughs> like, that's kind of. I know. That's a little bit alarming. I don't, I, I don't, I, li I don't like that. I'm not crazy about that. I agree. But yeah, so that is, that's the haunting of Oldmore High School um, and our experiences. So I, like I said, my mom has never really had any spooky experience here. Um, I've talked to people that have, but have asked to remain anonymous and not have their stories shared. So I respect that entirely, um, but I do feel like there's probably stuff going on there. But one of the things that mm -hmm. I found interesting, I've heard one of those people's stories, mm -hmm. and I found it very interesting. It, it was one of those cases where they don't want they don't want anyone to know that they think that but you could tell that they were really spooked like really rattled by rattled it. by it yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that was exactly my experience with that story too um i i thought the bathrooms when i was there the bathrooms were a little bit spooky and the night that we were there whitney and i um separately heard something similar in the bathroom and it was sort of like the sound of footsteps shuffling like through the air vents like it was like you could hear someone in another room um, so I have no idea what that was, but there you have it. That was my little, she experienced it separately. So maybe it was a error with the air conditioner or something, but maybe it was a ghost. So I don't know. I'd prefer to think it was a ghost dun, dun, dun. to be continued. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got for haunted more high school. So thank you for being my guest on this one. Oh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I always do. I Yeah, same. It's always fun to do a podcast with you. You're such a good sport. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I don't think I really have many announcements for you guys. Um, go check out my books on Amazon. I've, I've got um, a couple out there right now. Go join the Facebook group, which is at Erie Okies. And like the Facebook page, the Instagram page, whatever, any of those that you want to follow. And there's also a new group for people that have been on the podcast or want to be on the podcast. It's called uh, Irioki Guests. And basically the way it works is um, you can suggest topics, suggest people you want me to reach out to or organizations or um, you have a story you want to be interviewed about or a location or something that's meaningful to you in some spooky, dark history kind of way. Um, so yeah, go check that out. And I think that uh, that's it. So y'all stay spooky.